If you have your Bibles with you, uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 25. Uh, Matthew chapter 25, we're going to be here in the uh, first 13 verses of this chapter. Um, And a couple weeks, last week was our Veterans Day service, and we uh, spoke on and honored our veterans. And the week before that, uh, we talked about the subject of doubt. Uh, We were in the Gospel of Mark uh, during that service, and we talked about um, before we were Christians that, that... that we may have had doubt, and even as Christians, when things happen um, in our lives, that we may question on how God can allow these things to happen, um, or how we, why we have to go through hard times and experience, and we may have doubt, and we, we looked at that father that had brought their child to Christ to be healed. Um, I encourage you, if you weren't, weren't here, to go back and, and to listen or watch that service. Uh, but today, to continue on, maybe these questions that we have in life, uh, today we want to kind of look and shift to um, when is the Lord going to come back? May- maybe you've ever questioned that or had that thought in your mind. Uh, maybe living in times of a pandemic, a, a global pandemic, um, something that-, that none of us have experienced in our generations, um, that maybe that-, that we have thought, is this the times that is spoken of in the Scripture? And I don't think any of us can a- fully answer that. Um, but there's a few things that I want to bring out this morning um, on the words of Christ. And so we're going to start here in verse 25. I'm going to reflect back to a few things in verse 24 as we speak through this this morning. Um, but again, starting in verse 25, uh, in verse 1 of that chapter. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be like and went out, or, sorry, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at the midnight cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil of your lamps, um, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him in the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day, and uh, thank you for your scripture and your word today. And uh, as we um, are 2,000 years later, from the, the words that you spoke in this parable today. May we reflect it on the times that are at hand, and may we reflect it in our lives as we ask and even answer questions in our, in, in our lives. We love you. We give you this time. May you guide us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we find ourselves here in, in Matthew 25, where we are at, um, this is considered kind of Passion Week. This is the week um, between the time that Christ came in riding on the donkey um, during what we would celebrate as Palm Sunday, and, and the week later where he would be crucified on Friday, 
buried in the tomb and rose again that we celebrate on Easter on Sunday. So Matthew 24, 25, these chapters are found during that week. Christ is in Jerusalem. He's there for the the Passover meal with, with the Jews that had gathered from all the different regions that had came to Jerusalem as they were instructed to be part of this Passover meal. There's a large multitude, and Christ is really giving his final words to the, mul- uh, the multitudes, that followers that have gathered. Now, he'll have some private conversations with the disciples in the upper room during the Last Supper, and we see that in John. But this is kind of like his final words to more of the multitude of followers, those that had been following him from the different villages and towns, those that were in there in Jerusalem, celebrating him when he came in on Palm Sunday. So at the beginning of chapter 24, we see that he's on the outskirts of Jerusalem, He's out on the Mount of Olives, uh, that's on the eastern side. If you remember Jerusalem, the walled city, is on the eastern side. That's where he entered in on, on the donkey just a few days earlier than that. And so he's out there on the mountain, and he's talking to the multitudes that have exited Jerusalem to come out and hear him. And what I want to bring, just one thing here out of verse 24, the previous uh, chapter 24, uh, the previous chapter, verse 3, it says, tell us when these things will be. And this is talking about the end times, or the times of tribulation, or, or when the Lord is going to come back. Because he told them that he's going to leave them, but he says that he is going to come back, and he's going to get them. And we see this again when he's in the upper room in John chapter 14. He said, we're going to leave them comfortless. But he was going to come and get them. He was preparing a place for them in heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And so we see these words of Christ that he's leaving them, he's leaving the followers, he's leaving the church, and he's going to come back to get the church. And so we see this, and the, the question of the followers at the time was, when is this going to happen? When, when, is this going to, when are you going to come back? Now, remember, this is before his crucifixion. This is before you know, the persecution of the early church and the apostles and all of this happening. But all of this is coming to light, and they're asking Christ, as he speaks to them of the things to come, when is this going to happen? And so we find ourselves in chapter 25, and he's giving a parable. And this parable talks about um, these virgins and the bridegroom being their groom. And to understand this a little bit more in depth, we have to understand the Jewish custom. And so the Jewish custom, and we remembered a little bit at the time of Christmas as we celebrate, that, that a young couple, they typically would be espoused or they would be engaged, but the bride would not know when the groom was going to come and to take her for the wedding. And so she was kind of on watch. She was on wait. She knew that he was going to come. She knew that he had um, betrothed his love to her, you know, at the time, maybe have bought a price for her, a dowry, we think of that, that had been paid for her, and that he's coming back, he's preparing a place for her, and, and she and her family, no one except for his father, technically, or him, would know the day or the hour that that groom was going to come and take the bride away. And so we see this through Scripture. We see this, that Christ is using this in this parable. Uh, we see this as being kind of foretold in Revelations a little bit, that John's writing, that, that, that Christ being an example of the groom, is coming back to take his bride, the church, um, home to live forever with him. He's preparing a place. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know the day. 
We don't know the hour. We don't know how and when it's going to happen. But we can guarantee that it is going to happen. Christ is coming back, and he's going to take us home. So maybe you've asked that question, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Is this the end times? Is this what's going to happen? And I, you can. I think we could all speculate. We could probably have some great roundtable discussions and just thinking, and, and everyone has different um, thought patterns. But I want to put our focus on the importance of being ready for the Lord to come back, whenever that may be, and not only being ready, to make ourselves ready for when He calls us home. You know, we don't know when our last day and, and our last breath will be on this earth. And I think this parable speaks to that. Um, and that's what I want to bring out a few points today in this parable um, how it speaks to that. First of all, I want to look at this, and I've only got two slides, this one and this, this second one right here, um, to look at what it looked like back then when we talked about, maybe you've heard the, the, the saying out of this parable, to keep your lamps trimmed and burning, to have oils into your pots ready. And so this is an example of the time of Christ, of what a lamp would have looked like. And so you have kind of a basin, um, so to speak, around area where the oil would be, and there's a wick that kind of comes out of the hole on the left side that goes down into the oil. And that wick is drawing that oil up, and the flame is burning based upon the oil that is within uh, this vessel. And you think, you know, before Edison or invented the light bulb and we had electric and everything, we still use pretty much, you know, 100 years ago, we still pretty use kind of the same technology of burning oils with wicks. Maybe we've graduated over the thousands of years. If you've ever been, some of the younger kids, if you've been to a Crackle Barrel, they've got the, they've got the little lamps on the table. They've got the glass with the oil on the bottom, and they've got a wick that comes up. And that's basically what we have here. We have a wick, and it's going to the oil, and it's burning based upon the oil. Now, I know it's kind of hard to see here um, on this picture because it's blown up, but they weren't always so big. Some of the research I did and the pictures I looked at, some of them, they were just the size of your hand. They could be very small. And so when you think of that, that's not a whole lot of oil if it's just fitting in the palm of your hand. It's enough to kind of light the, um, the ground in front of you or right, light the small area you are. I would imagine maybe some bigger rooms may have some larger lamps, um, but just as your personal lamp so you could see that you could move, this is kind of the vessel that you would have during the time of Christ. Some, some have looked a little bit different, but this is kind of the basis of that. So I'm going to leave this up here just to kind of help us look at what we're talking about. And so what we see here in the first five verses of, the, of chapter 25 was that Christ has used this parable that, that, that the, the ladies, the young women, they were sleeping. Uh, they were waiting for that day and hour they didn't know. They were, tonight was just like any other night for the last week, for the last month, maybe the last year. And they didn't know when he would come. And, and half of them got a little relaxed, right? We've been waiting so long for the groom to come and get us that we've gotten a little relaxed. I'll buy some oil tomorrow. I don't have enough oil for my light if he comes tonight. I, I know I've got to be prepared when he comes. You know, he comes, I'm going to need a light to see. But tonight, why is tonight any different than last night? Why is tonight any different than the night before? And so they all slept, they all relax like they always do, but only half of them, five of the ten, prepared themselves in the case that the bridegroom, the groom, came and took them that night. And that's what we see here in the first five verses. In verse 6 it says, In the midnight 
at, and at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. And so here it's, it's like a shout of a trumpet, right? Scripture kind of talks about that. There's a shout of a trumpet of the archangel announcing, you know, the fact that the, the bridegroom is here to receive his bride. And so are you ready in that moment, in that shout? And that's kind of this, this parable that Christ is talking about, that he's coming back to come to get his children in that, that, that shout. Are you ready? And so what does it mean when we look at this lamp that is burning for us to be prepared? One analogy that, that I see and I, and I draw from this is if we compare the oil to the Holy Spirit. But when we're saved and we come to an altar prayer and accept Christ into our heart, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us. And, and there's attributes that's laid out through Scripture that the Holy Spirit guides us, He directs us, He convicts us. And, and, and it's the Lord that lives in us. He's the Comforter uh, in John 14 that Christ talks about. And, and so the Holy Spirit is a sign that Christ lives in us, that we are saved. We have that assurance as Christians today that we are going to live eternity with Him when we've accepted Christ in our heart and the Holy Spirit has came and to live in us. And so if we take that terminology and apply this to kind of our lamps and it's burning, if the Holy Spirit doesn't live in us, our light's not going to be burning, is it? Because we have no oil. You know, how often do we talk about, Scripture talks about that we are to be the light in this world of darkness. This world is dark, and we are to be a light shining out. We, uh, scripture says, Christ said, that we are to be salt and light. Right? We are to light up in this darkness. We are to be different. We are to, to show and proclaim the good news of the gospel, the, the great commission in Matthew 28 that is spoken when Christ ascends up into heaven. And so when we look at this and think of this, without the Holy Spirit or without oil in our vessels, we, our, our light is not burning. Without the Holy Spirit applied to our life, without accepting Christ into our life, we are not ready for the Lord to come back. And whether that is in the essence of the Lord coming back in a rapture type of mindset that the Scripture talks about, or whether it's in the essence of maybe today's our last day and we take our last breath. And I think of that, a lot of times we don't apply that to this, to this Scripture. But I mentioned that this morning because we can get relaxed. Even at a younger age, we can think that, hey... The Lord hasn't came back in 2,000 years. We're relaxed, and we're just going to die at an, an elder age in a nursing home somewhere. When we're mature, we got plenty enough time to get ourselves right with the Lord. But we don't know our last day. We don't know the last hour. We don't know when our last breath would be taken. And when we think about this, and we said that they all fell asleep, and I, and I thought about this last night when I was kind of putting some notes together and I was dwelling on this, that, you know, the Bible even talks about Christ uses falling asleep a lot of time as dying. And we will all pass away. We will all die one day. The Bible says we're all appointed to die. You know, not one of us are exempt to the fact that we are going to die one day. And we don't know even in that essence when our last day and our last hour will be. And how important it is for us to be ready, to stay ready, to have oil in our lamps, and our light is burning. And, and, and we look at this, and let's carry on here. I want to bring out a couple other points. In verse 7 it says, And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And trimming means, as it burns, it, the more it burns, some of you may know this, um, the more it burns, then the flame begins to smoke a little bit. And so you want to trim that, maybe even if you have candles today, the wicks. 
you trim the wicks a little bit. They're too tall. The flame gets too top high. It gets too smoky. Burns up the oil a little bit quicker. And so, you know, you want those wicks kind of trimmed. So we see here that they all got up. They trimmed their lamps. And it says, And the fool said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. So they didn't have enough oil. Um, verse 9. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Now, this may sound kind of harsh, right? It sounds like kind of harsh that you're not preparing yourself. But I thought about this in this essence. These ladies, they've had days and weeks to prepare. It was their fault, those five, that they did not prepare for that moment. And I know that sounds harsh, but that's the truth and reality in the world today. The words, the words that we're speaking are not new. They've been around for 2,000 years. The warning of the fact that Christ is coming back, the warning of the fact that for all of sin to come short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. The Romans road, as we talk about, that we preach this, we share this. This is not new. We've known this. It's up to us to accept Christ in our heart and apply it. In that moment, in that day, it's not give me more time. I think about when we think about Lazarus, you know, in the rich man, in that story. In the rich man, it says in that parable that he died and went to heaven. And he says that, you know, can I go back and tell my family? And it says, no. It says, even if someone would come back from the dead, they still won't believe. It says, they have the prophets. Let them listen to the prophets. And at this point, this is the Old Testament foretelling of Christ. And so we see that, that the warning has been spread. And it is important for us to continue as long as we have breath on this earth, to continue to share the message of hope and encouragement of Christ, that we can live eternity through Him, and that we can find forgiveness of sins through Him. But when that time comes, it's come. If it's in our individual life and we take our last breath, it has come. And I pray that, that those that tarry at the gate, so to speak, that they are given those opportunities. Some, And I've been at, at bedsides over the years that, that they just, and I don't know, it was between them and God, but it didn't seem like a person was coherent enough to make a decision in those last hours. Don't wait to those last hours. Don't wait until your last time on earth, because we don't know. And what we're reading here today, and these are the words of Christ, if you have your Bible and it may be in red, these are the words of Christ as a warning. We have that as a warning. And I, and I don't mean today to cause this a fear. That's not my purpose today. But to be able to draw out the words of Christ for us to be ready and for us to be prepared. Verse 10 says, And then while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him to the wedding, and the door was shut, and it was too late. Verse 12, After the the other virgins came, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Then in verse 13, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Now this is an echo of verse 24. And I know for the sake of time, and I know I'm covering a lot this morning, I, I, I couldn't really cover everything. This could be a long topic of a a Sunday night Bible study of looking at different sections of this. Um, but take some time if you're more interested. Read the earlier chapter, verse 24. It speaks more of this. Talks about uh, the signs and times of the end age in verses uh, 3 through 14. Um, but then it talks about the coming of the Son of Man 
and verse uh, 29 of chapter uh, 24. Uh, but it comes down, and I want to end in reading this, starting in verse 36 of Matthew 24. It says, But of the day and of the hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. These are the words of Christ. But as of the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For in the days before the flood, there were eating and drinking and marrying, giving into marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour the Lord is coming. But with this, that if the, if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would, would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Again, these are the words of Christ. And so as we look at this today and we draw this message to a close, again, I, I mentioned it once, I, I don't mean to stand up here to cast fear, that, that's not my purpose today, um, but it's the reality of the situation. And, and it's the reality that, that I would be amiss as a pastor and of a, a minister of God to not stand up and to be able to share what the Word of God says about the times approaching. And I'm not saying, I don't go home today or don't share that the, he's talking about that the Lord's coming back this week. He may, I, I don't know. That I'm not, I don't know if this pandemic has talked about the things in verse 24. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe you believe that. But what I'm saying today is we need to be ready. Our families need to be ready. Our friends need to be ready. And for our lights to burn, we have to have oil in our vessels. We need to be prepared. We don't know the day nor the hour. I'll end with this, this analogy that, that I heard, I don't know, several years ago. I don't remember the preacher that, that gave this. It may have been Jim McComas, I was thinking this week, but uh, I, I don't remember exactly and when I heard this. But whoever the minister was, he used the example of the Christians in the, in the churches today. Or, or, or we're like on a ship. Sometimes we talk about the ship of Zion. You know, we sing songs like the anchor holds. And we're out on the seas of life. And at times, the seas of life, they get stormy. And the Lord's there, and they carry us through. But as time goes on, we began to turn this ship into a cruise ship. We've come to get relaxed. We're sitting on the deck. We're just waiting to go home. We know that we bought our ticket. We know that we're sailing on to glory, and we're going to be there forever with Him. But we've kind of gotten relaxed. But on the other side of the boat, some of those on the boat realize that there are people in the water. And they're shouting frantically. They're drowning. They're not on the boat. They're not going to survive. They're not going to live. But there are still those on the ship that are in the deck chairs, listening to the band play, just relax, sailing on like it always has been. But on the other side of the boat, there are those that are frantically throwing out the life vests, throwing out the lifeboats, everything they can do to save those that are in the waters. Because if they don't get them in the boat, they will drown and they will die. And I remember that analogy, and I may have not have said that completely how I heard it before, but it still stands true. That there are those in this world, all of us, before we came to the knowing of the grace of Jesus Christ and accepted Him in our life, we, we were like those in the waters. 
that there are those still in this world, maybe by large numbers in this world, that need to accept Christ in their heart before it's too late. It's up to us not to get relaxed or complacent or to just be sailing on and cruising on. You see, I think life as Christians on the boat, we should be more like a warship. We're in battle. We're going to fight to the end until the Lord calls us home. May we all be standing this morning. Uh, Dan and Leslie, will you come? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you today. And uh, Lord, today, as we spoke in these words, Lord, these are not my words. I know this was an analogy I used at the end, Lord, but, but... you know today, and I, and I hope those here today know that the words that I spoke today are out of your word. And Lord, I hope that your spirit today has, has found us where we are. And that we're honest and we're truthful to ourselves, to our God. That if you came back today, or if we took our last breath today or this week, that we were ready and we were prepared. And even more than that, not just that we're just we're ready to go, but we're trying to get as many people to go with us. That our oil is filled in our vessels. The Holy Spirit is living in us, Lord. And that our lights are burning, and they're burning bright for this world to see. Lord, speak to us in the limited time we have left this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.